Jessica. Joseph. What in the world are you doing? Hanging out. What are you doing? Hanging out. Enjoying this air conditioning. I mean, all I can see is that freaking turkey head. <laughs> Yo. Right behind you. <laughs> Yo. I just wish the listeners could see you with the gun, the hat, and the turkey That's right. behind you. America. America. <laughs> what you know about America? Oh, my God. So, what you been doing today? Oh, I get to go first this time? You get to go first. Holy smokes. Well, number one, I went to the eye doctor today. Holy smokes. Thank Jesus. I hadn't been to the eye doctor in two years. And my glasses are scratched up, I'm talking about. They are to the point to where they're actually aggravating me. Right. But that's what I do, you know. I wait till the last minute. But I got to hurry. I told them I need these glasses before I go alligator hunting. Right. So they need to put well, the they need to put the speedy Gonzales on it. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. Should have gotten two pair. They're too high for two pair. I got a a, a big thick prescription. You hear me? They're too. I do too. They're too high for two pair. So I said to myself. I'm going to go once a year from now on and check it out. The lenses I got have a two-year warranty on them. They got a scratch protection on them. If they get scratched, I just call them. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll get you another pair made up. Nice. So what you think about that? Well, you're going to need it. Because you were rough on a pair of glasses, and I, I don't know how. They're on your face. Yeah, but I work in that rock, rocky environment. I don't, I don't work at no Starbucks. <laughs> That's right. I don't work at Starbucks. <laughs> I ain't up in there making a mocha choco latte. I I'm mean, a, and you don't wallow around in the dirt either. I'm, I'm over there. Well, contrary. <laughs> actually, I do. You know what I was doing? I had planned on staying at work till the last minute. Before I had to go to the eye doctor appointment. Mm -hmm. And I ended up having to get inside the crusher and digging out the belt because the crusher had stopped. And that took a good minute. That took a good minute. Crazy. Yeah. Trying, Trying to get smushed. So I done got all sweaty and dirty and nasty and, you know. Onward to the house, I had to go and get me a shower. So then, then I went to the uh, eyeball doctor. Well, good. Who are you texting? I'm not texting nobody. If you're, well, what are you doing? If your full attention is not on this podcast, wow. Then I'm going to hang your side up, and I'm going to do a solo cast. First of all, now that you did one podcast by yourself for Red Blooded, let's not act like you could roll this up all by yourself. Because you can't. I can. <laughs> you, you can't. You, you want you want to hear it? You want to hear it? <laughs> Y'all don't need to be drinking. You don't need to be taking no dope. You don't need to drink Coca-Colas. Wow. There you go. You're being ridiculous. Holla, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, and I've been trying to buy a boat. Oh my gosh. So I got a I got I'm scheduled to go look at a boat tomorrow evening and I'm scheduled Well when you when you buy yourself a boat, get yourself a life jacket. Hey, I got hey, I got this on lock. Chill out. Mm-mm. Chill out, homie. Chill out. I keep trying to get you. Let me teach you how to swim. And I got a I got a, another looking at a boat scheduled for Thursday too. Two evenings mm. back to back boats. Wow. But that's what's up when you're a sportsman. When you're a sp- Oh my god. Wrong podcast. Are you gonna ask me what I've been doing? Or are we just gonna talk about you for the rest of the night? Let me let me take a guess of what you've been doing. <laughs> Alright. You ready? Yeah. Being flipping ridiculous. Wow. Ever since I mean, kinda. Our, ever since our last <laughs> podcast. Being flipping ridiculous. Uh, not to be confused with dramatic, because you're not very dramatic. You're not a dramatic no. person. You're not a, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is going on. You're more like, I knew this was going to happen, and I just kept doing it. (laughs) That is true statement. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, trial by fire my whole life. My whole life. So the babies are back in school. For the first year, I ain't got no babies going to school. What's up with that? Oh, my goodness. That's been a little stressful for the last couple days. Yeah. Trying to, you know get them there get them ready lunches and notebooks and after school and checks for this and blah 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 blee 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 so i'm a little tired but i'm working it out right what else that's about it i mean what else is there that's my whole that's the whole gig right there right okay well good deal good deal mama bear Mm -hmm. what uh What'd you get at Wendy's? I can say I can say you had Wendy's for supper. What'd you have? I did. I had a cheeseburger. A regular a no single. Pickles. A single. A single. Yeah. No pickles. No ketchup. Right. No mustard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. No, it wasn't that great. Let's not talk like it was. I had smoked sausage, mac and cheese, and baked beans. I'm not a big baked bean person. What about a smoked sausage person? Mm, is it like a kielbasa? No. That's not the kind I had. Mm. But I know what you're talking about. I don't really mind smoked sausage all that much. Yeah. I like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like they didn't click on this to hear us talk about what we have for the supper. Hey. Well, if they don't like it, they can stop. Bounce. This is my podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do not get it twisted, Joseph. Okay? This is our podcast. Again, you did one solo podcast by yourself, and now you think you're a one-man show. You ain't. Hmm. What this did, is a team effort. What did we finish off with on the last, wow. on Promises Part 2? I'm going to need you not to downplay what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh did we do number five self self self-respect <laughs> instead of self-contempt i think we did didn't we we did okay so now part three of Trace. the of the 12 rewards of sobriety what jesse also named promises that's right. Part three. So there's 12. 
and we were counting them backwards, going all the way to number one. But I don't think these are ranked like that. To me, they're all just as important as the next, right? Let's hear it. So we finished up on part two with number five. So here we are, number four, a peace of mind instead of confusion. I think you need to take it away for number four. A peace of mind instead of confusion. Wow. You know, this made me think of that song that I sent you the other day that you said didn't get worth listening to about till about two and a half minutes in. What was the name <laughs> of that song? You remember it? Sound Mind. And that right. uh and I just stumbled across that, uh, clicking on some worship music, but you know, I, I don't think I ever realized what actual peace of mind was until I had it. Yeah, me too. A hundred percent. Right? Yep. So so serenity and peace of mind and, and kind of understanding that calm inside of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's be clear. I, I don't have it a lot now, even. But I have experienced it enough to know that it exists. Do you think you had it? Do you think you had it before uh, you started drinking? I don't think I ever did. Yeah, which not which, not not as a grown person, right? Like as a child, probably. Yeah. But the moment that life starts happening and things start happening, and I mean, because that that's kind of the development uh, of my alcoholism is not not processing through the things appropriately that happened to me in my life. Um not processing through anything um so it was either i i I can't remember i can't remember have ever having truly understood that that was a possibility right um you know confusion is is an interesting word to me um you know one of the things i i remember when i first stopped drinking i mean it was months into it and i was like i really thought like i had done some serious damage to my brain yeah i remember you saying that like i couldn't you know i couldn't figure out why things just didn't come to me the way they used to and part of that was happening beforehand right like my life was unmanageable i couldn't figure out why i couldn't do my job as well as i used to and and everything became confusing that's just one aspect of confusion confusion the other part is everything that you encounter comes across as confusing meaning you meaning that you can't see quote unquote the light at the end of the tunnel right yeah like there's no there's no hope there's no end there's no resolution when you live in that type of behavior. Um, so I kind of I kind of picture that as a type of confusion that yeah. I lived in. I, I think that, for me, I, th- I think for me, um, that the confusion I had, like I ignored, I ignored it because I covered it up with egotistical confidence. So what confusion do you think it is that you had? Um I think I think an overall 
confusion. I lacked understanding in the fact that of what I was doing myself. I lacked un- understanding of I really wasn't listening to somebody when they was talking or the things I said really didn't have any validity when I was talking to someone else. Yeah, you uh, didn't know that there was another way to live. Right, right. And I think, you know, especially I, I harp on it a good bit. Once I quit counting the days of how many days it had been since I'd had a drink, mm-hmm. I believe that my peace of mind uh, come over to the fact that, that I know Jesus is going to give me what I need for each day. And now, that, that is that is in my peace of mind. I, I don't think I ever got confused about why something was happening because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't oh, care. Sure. You know what I mean? I didn't care. I wasn't. I just didn't care because I was trying to get, I was trying to get me something to drink. I didn't. I know that. I know that I drank so that I didn't care. Like I all I, I cared and overthought and overanalyzed and wondered a lot when I quote unquote wasn't drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and drink was what calmed it. Yeah. Right. Like it was the solution. Until it wasn't the solution anymore. Yeah. I you got know? you. It, yeah. And, and not, um, but what I was going to say before that, when you had said that, like, you had a, a pretty substantial faith, you know, early on, right? Like, like I, I look at your understanding or, or your faith in how you were when we started this process and kind of how I was and what I was looking for and and part of my confusion came in that too right like why am I not hearing from God and why are my prayers not being answered and why is this happening to me and of course there's a lot of a victim mentality in that um, why why this why that why can't why can't it be different um, why do I have to be this way I mean just the the endless array of questions um, but I don't I don't think that I I ever saw that as part of your story. No, because like, I, I feel I truly knew that if 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 I wanted to quit drinking, the only real way was to go through God, and I knew that he would remove me. I don't doubt anything when it comes to God, nor have I never. It's... Um, it, it, was, it was just like the podcast we did, Remember Drunk Prayer, like mm-hmm. though though my prayers weren't sincere and from my heart I still believed everything I prayed 100%. Well, they weren't as sincere as they could have been. Right, right. I mean, I'm I'm sure they were as sincere as you could be at, at that the point. time. Yeah, 100%, mm-hmm. but nothing mm-hmm. like now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still I still believed it all. You know, I never doubted a bit of it. Wow, that's so cool. I don't know that I doubted. Oh, well, that's not true. I mean, but, I mean, there was doubt, but I, I can't explain it. Like I, I knew. Um, I guess I just didn't think that it was for me. Not, not meaning 
the faith wasn't for me. Like I had done something or I was one of those people who wasn't chosen for that life. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and that sounds weird saying it now because we're all chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the best way I can explain how I used to feel about it. I guess the best way for me to explain it is the confusion was in my free will. That was the confusion. And, but I wasn't worried and I, nor did I ever think, why is this happening to me? Because I was highly functional. Mm-hmm. You know, by the grace of God, I didn't get to where I wasn't functional. Right. I never missed a day of work. I was never late. I got you know paid well. The bills were paid. The family was taken care of. There's money in the bank. There's food on the table. There's clothes on the kids' back. Mm-hmm. You know, in anything other than that is all wrapped up in my free will. That that that's wrapped around my crazy addiction of slamming malt liquors. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds so weird when you say that now. I know. I know. That's pretty interesting. So, what's the next one? Number three. Another good thing I'll be glad when I get these glasses is I'm getting progressives. So they said that will eliminate me looking like, you know, Papa sitting on the porch peeling sweet potatoes trying to read the paper. <laughs> and who peels sweet potatoes? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Have you had a sweet potato fry before? Uh, yeah, I don't really like them. But you didn't eat the peel on it, did you? Maybe. Somebody had to peel that peel. And went, peel that peel. Just <laughs> read the thing already. Being ridiculous. <laughs> Number three. This this last word in this, I, I I need you to touch on something me and you talked about a while back. All right. Don't start. Number three. Courage <laughs> instead of fear. Wow. Can you not just turn your phone down while about, we're trying to talk It's a man about that. alligator hunting. You need to tell the man about alligator hunting that you were podcasting. Wow. Get your priorities straight. You need, Evidently, you got too much courage when you talk to me, woman. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, courage. Ain't my, uh-uh. Ain't, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Has my wife not told you about my pimp hand? Wow. That was way funny. Bring it. That was Bring it. <laughs> courage instead of fear. Mm-hmm. Um well let's just be clear. I always thought I was courageous. I don't ever think that I felt that I had a lack of courage. I think that I had an overabundance of fear. So my my fear overran my courage in some aspects, right? Like I I always was able to stand up and do you know things handle things that I needed to, you know, and then there were some things that I just what I thought was being courageous was really hiding fear right in some cases right and uh 
once I realized, once I got sober and it's like, you know, my sponsor's like, oh, well, that's fear, you know, and this would happen or that would happen. And she goes, well, that's fear. And that's fear. And I'm like, ah, fear, fear, nothing, right, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and how fear actually comes out, you know, cause it doesn't, it doesn't always come out in, you know, cowering and shivering and, you know, being helpless. Yeah. Fear comes out a lot for me in rebellion, um, defiance in no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's where my fear comes out. Um, and I let it control. I, I still can let it control me. Yeah. Um, but the longer I have without a drink, twofold. The more I recognize it and the more I have the ability to work on it. Right? So I have a choice as long as I don't drink to say, hey, is that fear and what is the actual root of that fear? Um, but for me, you know, again, I always felt like I was cur- I was courageous. Um, I never thought, you know, I think of courageous, I think of the opposite of that as being cowardly. And I don't necessarily know that that I was the opposite of that. But I do know that fear ran my life. and And if I allow it, will continue to run my life yeah so you know i don't i don't want to say that i didn't have fear like in in looking at these these things i'm not saying that i didn't have any of them i remember you told me one time i ain't afraid of nothing well i think (laughs) i think i just didn't i mean i didn't notice them and i don't think i'm to this to the point right now still under two years to really know what they were, right? So I'll say this. When I decided to go to God and admit to God I had a problem and ask him for help, Mm -hmm. the days after, I sat around and wondered, what was I going to do now? Even before then, when I was, when it was day, you know, coming real close to that time, I was like, if I quit drinking, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do if I quit drinking? Like, literally, where am I going to? Do you think that represented itself as as a type of fear? I think so. You're missing out, which, you know, the literature, you know, in, in. my program talks about that, you know, when we always have the fear, you know, it usually shows up as the fear of losing something that you have or the fear of not getting something that you want. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm glad you said that. So my name's Cornbread. I'm six foot two. I'm 280 pounds. I got tattoos from my shoulder to my wrist. And a big red beard. And I look a lot like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> but Are you trying to instill fear? What are you doing? No. Like that dude right there that I just explained, Hank Williams Jr. wrote his songs about me. He wrote his songs for me. 
-hmm. Who was I going to be? Who was I going to be? Your fear was that you were going to be... My persona. You didn't know know who you were going to be. My persona was crushed. My persona was crushed. So what was I going to do? I mean, isn't that just like your ego? Who who is who is going to be the 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 life of the dove field? You know. Oh my God! If you you start talking about gutting dove, doves again, I'm hanging up and we'll start over again. But do you see what I'm saying? I think yeah. that I think that was the fear that I could look back and see now. Mm. But during during um, during. I just, I'm not saying I didn't have it. I'm not saying I didn't have it, but I just don't see where it was right now. And I may later. And I think, I think in a lot of these things, probably if I had to recommend between doing it on your own and working a program, Mm -hmm. for me not have working a program, I would recommend working a program. So I'm grateful. Right. To God that he gave me this really super relentless friend, Jesse, <laughs> that is really in-depth in her study of the whole AA program that can answer any question I got, give me any example, and and helps me work through all of it and when she don't get all AA moding and wow. wants you to stay on your side of the street and... <laughs> The next right thing and all this other stuff's going to be revealed. And steps three and steps four, you and every once in a while there's a step seven. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've said it before, like, it's really just practicality for me. Right. Like, as a person, like, I just need to know, right? Like, and I look back in, in my jobs and the things that I've done in my life and it's like, okay, I want you to I want to be shown how to do something. And then I'm literally going to figure out the best way to do said thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Like what's the most efficient? So it's you know, like like it's practical. Like my brain says, Okay, you have steps A through Z, you know, and what's the goal? And Okay, can I do it with you know, A through M? <laughs> right. Can I can I make it more fit? Like, so that's kind of what I do when I'm like, okay, I want to be sober. I want to have a closer relationship with God. I want to be a better person. I want to do all of these things. How do I do them? Yeah. You know, and and AA just gives it to me really practically. Like, here's the steps that you do. Here's the principles that you live by. I mean, it's you know. It's in my eyes, it's very biblical. The way I see it, it relates very closely to my faith. Um, but it also allows people to have the have their understanding of what their higher power and their faith is. So it's like it doesn't really exclude, but it's just simple. Yeah. And I overcomplicate everything. Because in my brain, like my brain just does, but I, but I really want the easiest way, but I can seriously overcomplicate things in trying to get there. Well, so. And you know, that's a, that's the thing with you is you overcomplicate things intellectually. You're not dramatic about it. So mm-hmm. I can't say you're being a total drama queen. 
and you know adding stuff to it and exaggerating because really you're not mm-hmm. really you're not so it makes it even harder to deal with not deal with but to help you <laughs> there you go well you know it's it says it it says also in the big book it talks about how we you know a lot of us alcoholics you know are highly intelligent people high, high intellect you know we thought that that our our sheer willpower and intellect could could get us out of the situation we were in yeah like we could literally you know with our own smarts figure out how to not drink and at the end of the day we couldn't so you know all of the smart brain power that i have yeah. didn't get me sober right you know and i said it before you know all the all the church that i went to and the bible studies that i did and the small groups that didn't keep me sober either you know it, it became a combination of the two you know it literally god's like okay like it became a combination of my faith and of working a program so it's like intellectually and spiritually together is what keeps me sober right so i have to find i have to find the balance in between those two things yeah well i can i can say in the in those things that i described that i felt was a fear a type of fear or just straight up fear that the courage part like those don't bother me at all now and there's it doesn't bother me if i hear a song that that makes me think about drinking or you know the weather's just right the breeze comes across my face just right or if i see if somebody offers me a beer it doesn't bother me at all a hundred percent so Real quick, not to get hung up on this one for so long, but remember mm-hmm. when somebody was super fear heavy, <laughs> and I'm talking years of fear heavy, and the talk we had about fear, and the challenge that I gave you about that right. word, fear. Mm-hmm. And well, go on ahead and tell the people. <laughs> so Jesse was. I have this fear. Oh, I know exactly what this is. This is fear. Or I fear this will happen is the reason I don't do this. Fear, 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 fear. So I said one day, I said, Jesse, how about you do this? Make it a point not to say the word fear. And that, I think we're inching up on probably five or six months of that. Are we not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hasn't said the word fear, period. Not in that context. <clears throat> no, not without not. actually talking right, about it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, has that done anything for you? Or are you just being a poopy pants and, say, and <laughs> saying, I'm not going to say the word fear to him? Um, it actually has to. I don't. I don't know the magic behind it, which I oftentimes don't. Don't know the magic behind you know two alcoholics talking about things of such nature, but it works. Um, but I just it just took it away. Ain't that wild? I can't, I can't explain it. You know, it yeah. just. Um, now there are there are some things that are still there. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it doesn't control me like it did, for sure. Yeah. And that's that's 
And don't think it's because of you. No, what, I, I was about saying that that wasn't anything I had an epiphany about or God told me to tell you or anything I'd read. I just thought, man, what if she don't say the word fear? Let's see what happens then. Yeah. And uh, I was quite surprised, to be honest with you, because usually you are real defiant. It, if you don't come up with it, you're pretty defiant about it. Am I not well, right? Well, and that and that's a, but like I said in the beginning of this 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 topic or this number or whatever promise or reward, you know, my fear shows up in that aspect. Yeah, it shows up in defiancy. It shows, you know, up in resistance. It shows up in disobedience. You know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Because I have control over that, right? right? Like, I have control over how I feel if I do what I want to do and not do anything outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. I got you. So. I got you. I think these next two sort of, so, sort of go together for me, so I'm going to read them both together. Okay. Uh, number two, faith instead of despair. Faith mm -hmm. instead of despair. And number one, hope instead of instead of desperation. <laughs> hope instead of desperation. You know, I think both of those t totally one hundred percent coincide with what I was just explaining about. Um, like I don't worry about those things anymore. Like who who am I? What am I going to do? Because I, I have a better relationship with Jesus, something mm -hmm. that I'm able to sincerely work on every day and to walk out every day. I think I have a clear, a clear understanding of how I should study the Word, um, and I have a clear approach of trying to be closer to Jesus. So... I think those two both are all summed up in that whole explanation that I just gave um, as far as faith, hope, desperation, and despair. Hmm. So faith instead of despair. Yeah. Um. Hope instead of desperation. So when I think, you're right, I probably coincide those together. Mm -hmm. Faith and hope and despair and desperation, right? Um, one of the most amazing things I have experienced is having the ability to have faith and hope. And, and, and I, I get a lot of that from, you know, going to meetings and being a part of groups and, and talking to people because it's really by example, you know. That's one of the things I say about, about you know, going to meetings and working my program. It's like if I don't know how to do something or I have fear about something, I go into a room, you know, and a room full of other alcoholics tell me how to do it. Right. That gives me that gives me hope. Like yeah. you know, like like I have faith in the fact that they have something 
that I want. They have peace and serenity and sobriety and, you know, a relationship with their higher power and their life is manageable. And like, these are, these are the promises that, that come to pass when we don't drink anymore. Mm -hmm. And I have faith that if it works for them, it'll work for me. Absolutely. You know, and, and that is enough hope, right? Um, I was so desperate to figure out what was going on. <laughs> you know, it's one of the things when I picked up my two-year chip, I said, uh, I said, I hope I never forget how desperate I was. Right. Um, because the only place I had to go from that point was up. Right. In in my eyes, right? Like this, like it was, I was to the breaking point. Well, you know, that essentially is saying, I hope that I'm never hopeless again. Amen to that. Des despair is the loss of hope. Mm -hmm. Desperation is a state of despair. You know? You the, know. The and faith is something that, sh that, it, that should help keep us from that place, mm -hmm. right? If we have faith that everything is exactly as it's supposed to be and i and that is something i hold on to you know especially in when it's tougher for me or i'm in some kind of way or i'm going through some kind of struggle um which happens a lot because you know it's a lot going on between my ears <sighs> um <laughs> there's a lot going on in there that it's so powerful to just say everything is exactly as it's supposed to be right right like i'm not i'm not in the outcome business that's one of the aa sayings that you don't like you know but i but i'm i'm not in the outcome like i have constantly most of my life tried to play things out the way i want them to be like okay what are my options if i do this i get this if i do this i get that you know, at the end of the day, I just need to do what the next right thing is. There's your another one. <laughs> on, on my side of the street. Uh, right? Let's just say, it says, clean house, serve, you know, it serve God, clean house, and serve others, something of that nature. Um, it, you know, I have to worry about me. Right? Right. And... And the more I am self-aware of what's happening with me and what I can do better, and we talked a little bit about that this morning. Let's be clear. I don't always want to talk about all the things that are wrong with me and all the things I need to do better. Right. right? I think that having self-awareness and discussing it with someone and, and, and striving to be better is super important, but I don't live and breathe that. Well you, right. well, you know, it's it's there is how many podcasts do you think are out there that are motivational, self help? Um, you know, you you are a fat slob and you need to pick yourself up and <laughs> and do this and do that and do this mm -hmm. and do that. Okay. Not that I disagree with those type of podcasts, and not, and nor am I saying those people that do them uh, are are doing anything wrong. But there are some people out there that are crushing life, and just because they're not on Instagram, 
or Facebook or they have a podcast mm-hmm. saying how great they are and how how they're crushing everything don't mean they're and not. How they can and how they can teach you how to crush it. Yeah, doesn't doesn't mean that they're not. <laughs> You know what I mean? And and, yeah. and hey, look, the majority of those podcasts, those people really are wanting to help someone. They really yeah, are. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think it's a perspective, the, too, mix, right? Mix, mix it up a little bit. Tell a story about when you was a kid and you fell off a swing set or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like we said, we talked the other day. It's like, you know, laugh a little bit. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's okay. Like, like I, you know... I want to, one of the things that I I focus on for me is I don't ever want to go back to the place where I was the person telling someone what they should do. Mm -hmm. Because let's be clear, I don't even know what to do for myself. And I said, you know, make a joke about it all the time at the clubhouse. It's like, you know, all the decisions I made for myself got me in an 8 a.m. AA meeting every day. (laughs) Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, and one one of the one of the issues that I see with that, uh, I I listen to a buku of them myself. It is it's easy to get in that slippery slope that I have to do this thing that this person is saying I should do in order for me to be great, and yeah. and and we can yeah. put a lot more faith in that person than we mm-hmm. are putting in the Word of God. Preach. You know what? I mean, we can do that. Absolutely, yeah. I'll tell no, you. We this. do. We do do. That. I mean, I, and I, I'm I'm guilty of it too. And sometimes I do it. You know, if I hear something that that totally moves me, I will share it with everybody I know that this right. is, this will change your life. Yeah. You know, but it, in all actuality, it's really for me. You know, like like it changed me. Mm-hmm. Or it's meant to change me. And, and I lose sight of what the change is for me because I'm trying to get everyone else involved. Well, yeah. For, for me, I, I get the most motivation out of being in a group of people in some true fellowship, like in the 40 Days program that we're doing right mm-hmm. now and mm-hmm. something like that. And I challenge anyone who is all into those motivational influencers and podcasters uh, like that, Message them, direct message them, and see if you get an answer back that's not a robot. And the ones that will message you back, they're in it to help you. Mm-hmm. The ones that don't are in it for business. Yeah, I agree to that. You know, straight how, up. Who who is personally committed to it? And and I, you know, I want to. We we talked a little bit about our podcast and kind of you know. How how that can be used to help other people and 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 it's not a you know I can't even look at it as as a self help or a you know may, maybe the closest thing I could say would be you know self awareness um, you know it, it's really just my experience right like mm-hmm. this is this is the trial and errors of my actual life <laughs> absolutely a hundred percent but now I'll tell like, you, like that, shit show and all like this is it right wow <laughs> and you know it's um yeah i mean it's i just don't i just don't ever want to be in that place 
again because I spent many years in that place thinking that I knew everything and that I knew better and that got me what it got me. Well, now hold on. I'll tell you something right now. Let me stop you right there because (laughs) I do have an outdoor podcast and we talk a lot about turkey hunting and I like to teach people to turkey hunt. But let me tell all y'all out there right now, you are not going to turkey hunt better than me. You're not going to turkey hunt to the level that I hunt turkeys. So don't even try right. it. Don't even Says try the man it. who hasn't killed a turkey in years. I take people turkey hunting. <laughs> to, look, I take my nephew. You were a, you were a you, turkey hunting teacher. Do you not care about my nephew? Listen, you are a turkey <laughs> hunting teacher. Instructor. You're, you're a In, THT. Instructor. I took, I took your son turkey hunting and put him on a turkey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now what? Now you got what? Some, you got some tracking skills? I, I'm, I'm, just, just I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm just, I had to try to razz, razz Jesse up. Yeah, kidding, not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me hold on to some type of ego. My gosh. Um, no, well, I, I, read, I read this book, and I think we kind of got off the... A, Took, took a rabbit trail, but I read this book called um, uh, New Pair of Glasses, and it's by Chuck C., I think, um, a approved literature, if you will. But this little book that I read, and I think I gave it to you to read, you know, the whole emphasis of it is how we, how we let go of our ego in order to have an incredible relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, living in and of ourselves, you know, is, you know, it's a human condition for sure. But for alcoholics and addicts, it's, it's even more than that, you know, because that's the, that's the safe place, I guess. That's why we live in our egos more than most. But I don't, I don't necessarily know that I, I really want to hold on to any of it. I do hold on to some of my ego um and then we talked on the last podcast some of that comes from my vanity right like i want to look a certain way and and be perceived a certain way and all of that has has ego in it for sure um but i i'm you know to bring it back to where we were with faith and hope um i mean i have the choice (laughs) i literally have the choice today to sit here on a podcast with another alcoholic that loves and cares about me and that I love and care about and say, hey, I, I don't I don't have to live like that if I don't want to. Or, hey, you know, you're kind of some way. Maybe you should do this or maybe you should be of service or, you know, just, just calling a spade a spade. And I had the choice to change it. Right. Because I, I lived, I lived a lot of, a lot of years where I didn't know that I had a choice. Um, and sobriety offers me that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I mean, it, that was some good stuff. We should just wrap it up right now. Well, I got, I got one thing in, in, in that explanation there in your, in your series of articulation in the beginning, you right. said, if you will, if you will, like Ric Flair. No, no Rick, that, that's no. what I was getting at. If you ever say, if you will, you have to say it like the American Dream Dusty Roads. Like there's no exception. 
So I dusty need to Rose. hear your Dusty Rose impression right now, <laughs> if you will. If you will. <laughs> <laughs> and coming to you next podcast, I'm going to do a turkey call. <laughs> well, here, let me critique real quick, and then we'll hop off. It is if you will, not if you will. Like you're saying will on a car. You, it's will, W-I-L-L. If, if you will. <laughs> if you will. If you will. If you will. <laughs> wow. I wonder how many folks listen to this even know who Dusty Rhodes is. I mean, we're ridiculous. First of all, I feel like there's lots of folks our age that listen to our podcast, and all those folks should know who Dusty Rhodes is. Well, they should, yeah. They should. I mean, come on now. (laughs) Well, good job, homie. I think this was another awesome podcast wrap-up. To I uh, mean, that's just because we're just incredible. (laughs) (laughs) The 12... Uh, the 12 rewards of sobriety, which I feel like should be the 11 promises of sobriety. Well, like I said, I feel like it uh, it's 12 in, in to correlate with the 12 steps and the 12 yeah. principles. That well, would be my insight. Your insight. To that. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up, homie. On, All right. On, onward. We got a guest coming up. I know. Inter- Next one. International. In- international guest. I know. Super awesome. Freaking. From, from across the pond. Across the pond. <laughs> think, how much do you think we're going to talk about head torches? I don't know. We'll just have to see. Probably not much because it's going to be during the daylight when we do the podcast. I know. Gonna need to bring it. You guys are gonna love it. Yep. All right, y'all. We'll holla at you. If you, Holla. If you will. <laughs>